0: Well, it's a great day once again, and I do appreciate you for taking some time out of your busy schedule to join me for this edition of Focus on Fertility. I'm your host, Dale Bader, and today we're going to be speaking with a couple more doctors who are going to be talking about how to improve and assist with the mental well-being for especially those of you who are the gentlemen out there going through the infertility process. As you may recall last week, we had the opportunity to learn about the fertile calm app and we learned briefly during that conversation of a new app coming out that was for the men called fertile strong and today we will be talking with dr tackofman from the uh, Reproductive Health Clinical Psychologist and Coordinator of Psychological Services at McGill University Health Center's Reproductive Center in Montreal, Canada, and Dr. Petok, a licensed Maryland psychologist, and he has also been teaching physicians about sexuality since 1984 when he began to train OBGYN at Baltimore's Sinai Hospital. Currently, he is a Clinical Associate Professor of Obstetrics, Gynecology at Sidney Kimmel Medical College of Thomas Jefferson University, and his major focus is on infertility related to the impacts of men. So let's get right to it and learn more about this new app, the Fertile Strong, excuse me, Fert Strong app. And I guess the first question I have, and I'd like I'll open it up to whoever wants to answer it first, is you know, we hear a lot more conversations about how infertility impacts the female partner, but how does it impact the male?
1: Uh, Janet, Janet, I, you want to take uh, the first one on
2: that? Sure, I will. I'm happy to. Too. Greetings from Montreal, and thanks for having us, Bill. Grilled to be here. It's a great question, and I think the answer is likely the same but differently. So men do experience the same emotions of sadness and guilt and anger um, and blame and all those emotions, but they express them differently. Um, and it's in the expression that perhaps their emotions get misinterpreted or get um, ignored. And so the goal of Serta Strong is to acknowledge their feelings and to uh, relate how they express them. They may not cry when they're sad. They may shut down and go silent, but they're still sad. And our research shows they're as sad as the women, but they
1: express it differently. So I, I do you want to, to that? I do. I, to to elaborate a little bit. Um, you know, there's an expression: men mm-hmm. are from Venus and men are from Mars. And I think what Janet has said uh, sort of encapsulates that. Um, we are. Members of the same universe. We just happen to live on different planets in the way we approach things, uh, but we experience the same things. Um, the expression comes out uh, very different, differently. Um, and I also think part of that has to do with the socialization. Um, men are taught to be strong and uh, like, like trees, like the image for the, uh, for the app, for the strong. Um, and women are taught to be more open and discuss things. And so women are more likely to come and talk about how they feel about things. And men are far less likely to, to do that. Um, and it's so of cultural and social and, personal kinds of factors which all go into it nevertheless uh, infertility is is clearly a crisis for both men and women
0: and it seems to be at least uh, from what i've read and uh, my own personal experiences it appears that the male factor may be actually well at least by from what i've noticed with uh, sart stats as well as cdc statistics that it's almost a 50 50 correlation in as results of factors uh, from female to male factor, but it seems like maybe there's more males being involved, or maybe there's more environmental factors that are impacting the male fertility. So, do do you agree with that? I I think
1: they're different environmental factors. I, you could you know if you're looking at toxins uh, in the environment that could cause male factor infertility. And you think about where men have worked they're more likely to be working with toxic chemicals than women are uh they're more likely to be working in uh situations that could could cause impacts on their reproductive system um but that doesn't mean that women of course can't be in those circumstances but as and as culture changes and women are doing the jobs that men traditionally have done i think we'll we'll see more of that sort of thing going on um yeah
2: I I would add that um, for women, because they have visual feedback about their reproductive cycle via their menstruation, they're more familiar with what's going on internally, whereas men um, equate virility with reproductive uh, capabilities. So as long as they're functioning sexually, they're unaware that they may have a fat problem. So it's often more of a shock for them when they find out that there is something wrong with their versus a woman who is testing it because she hasn't gets her period late or she doesn't get it or, or, you know, she has various visual signs of it. So it's, it's often more of a shock for men and therefore more difficult to adjust it when they, when they find out that they are the origins of why the couple isn't getting
1: pregnant. I, I think that's exactly right. And, um, If you take that even a step further and think about the kind of reproductive health care that men and women get, it's very different. Women um, typically see their OBGYN on a regular basis, uh, yearly at least, if they're getting good health care. Um, Who takes care of reproductive health care for men? Um, Men of reproductive age typically are seeing an internist once every five years for a physical, and that internist is not asking about semen quality. Um, And so a guy would see a urologist, particularly a reproductive urologist, only when there is a problem, and there would be no visual um, assistance in in his awareness. So there, there there are multiple things going on here.
0: I know in my personal experience, uh, you know, nearly 10 years or a little over 10 years ago when my wife and I went through infertility, uh, you know, obviously everything started at the OBGYN office and then eventually it was asked right. upon me to to start participating and having that first semen analysis and that actually, you know, kind of, you know, it, I'll be honest, I, I felt kind of embarrassed that I had to go through that environment and I think Seeing gentlemen on a daily basis who walk in at a uh, fertility center near where I work, it seems like they—it's the same thought, you know—the same kind of embarrassment. We're going through this testing, while the women are always more open and willing. Hey, this is what we have to do. This is what we have to go through. Do you guys kind of, when you talk to gentlemen, do you kind of get that same impression? Yeah.
1: And I think, you know, again, your culture plays a role in this. Um, We are all aware of women who have had fertility problems. There are any number of celebrities who have talked about um, their use of IVF, uh, perhaps even their use of third party reproductive techniques. Um, But there are very few men who openly disclose that. And so if you're just a casual reader of the news, it looks like the people who have fertility problems are women and not men. And right. as you rightly pointed out, Dale, right. approximately 50% of uh, infertility has some kind of male factor involved in it. Yeah, and, and
2: and you also pointed out, it's true that all the treatment you say has started off, an OBGYN um, office, but it really ends there too. Regardless of who's responsible for the problem, the woman is going to get treated and she's going to get treated by an OBGYN. Um, and right. and the male may be referred to a neurologist, but the main treatment, whether it's in vitro fertilization or stemmation or medication, is still going to be taken by the woman. And so this is often a um, sort of a, a conflicted kind of position for a male in that,
1: He may be the origin of the problem, yet the burden of the problem falls on her. Yes, and and furthermore, when he's at the OBGYN's office with his wife, because he's less likely to talk and she's more likely to talk, the conversation is going to be even more directed at her. Obviously, she's the patient of the OBGYN's office, and he He may feel um, inadequate in asking questions right. and she knows more about reproduction because on a monthly basis she has some involvement correct. in part of reproductive function so guys could get ignored and feel uncomfortable asking questions because if you ask a question it means you're stupid and most guys don't want to appear to be stupid correct
0: well obviously that that has now led us to probably the reason why Ferta Strong has come about because we as gentlemen a lot of us we just don't simply know what is normal you know to us what's normal is now totally flipped upside down when we're going through this infertility realm because as you guys have already mentioned you know we're supposed we feel like we're in most cases are supposed to be the rock and you know now now we're not so much maybe the rock so how are we really supposed to cope and obviously furtive strong i assume is to help us share with that It's
1: clearly designed to provide a set of coping skills for men in the various aspects that uh, of infertility that they may be faced with. Uh,
2: yeah. and
1: and, go
2: ahead, Yeah, uh, yeah I was going to say, the, the other reason why I think the, the Strong Act is so great, we have lots of research to show that men don't typically go to therapists or counselors, or they don't typically talk to their friends about their reproductive function. Women do have other resources. But without stereotyping what men really are comfortable with is their smartphones. And so if they can get that kind of support and that kind of education um, through their smartphones as sort of strongly designed,
1: it's fabulous because that is their go to. Right. You don't you don't have to reveal um uh, an infirmity, so to speak, to your friends um, and ask them for advice, you open up the app and there are 12 different leaves on this tree that uh, will give you ideas about how you can approach various common problems that men will run into, whether it's their own infertility or in coping with the infertility of their female partner.
0: And so I'm looking right now at the uh, Fertistrong website, and for those of you joining us, uh, we'll include a link inside the show notes. But that is ferti f e r t i strong. dot com, and you can also download the app from there or through your uh, favorite locations such as iTunes and Google Play. But you know there are different life situations and categories, and I, I, I'll go back again on my own personal experience. I remember going through things if anybody talked about it with friends, with family, it was my wife. Uh, I didn't open up and say anything that, you know, there was any problem. And it was, we found out that it was both a, a contributing factor from both the male and female sides, but she was more open to just discussing as a whole going through infertility. I, on the other hand, would always sit quietly. I'd let her talk, but I wouldn't say anything. And over time I realized a, I wasn't helping myself, and B, I wasn't helping those we were talking with. Because in many cases, the guy across the table or, down, sitting right next to us, was going through similar situations, and we all just kind of kept it to ourselves. And I was playing around with the app, and I, f- you know, found things, you know, talking about individual topics about emotions and even sex, and and uh, we've recently had a podcast on about miscarriage, and there's a category even talking about coping with miscarriage.
2: Yeah. Um, There's no question. There's there's research to show that men who do discuss this with a friend or a person other than their wife um, buffer against depression and anxiety disorder and performance anxiety when having sex. Um, But very few of them share beyond their wife. Um, And so this is almost giving them a friend, a buddy to talk to, um, with the hope that that will help them cope with things. And, you know, you are talking earlier about providing a, a specimen. So we have a section on that. Um, you know, you, you can look at the humorous side of it because, you know, in the greater scheme of things there, there are some funny things about it. Or you can look at how to handle it, how to prepare for it, how to cope with it. So there's, there's all sorts of different ways to um, to get at a difficult situation
1: And and as Janet said, um, because those guys are less likely to go talk to their friends um, and and they are more likely to want to use devices, this provides a a very private um, but um, robust way of uh, answering lots of uh, potentially uh, distressing questions and coming up with strategies for handling them um, that have – a significant amount of research behind them particularly the relaxation techniques the stress management techniques um, and the cognitive behavioral uh, techniques that we know are useful to both men and women
0: and as you'd mentioned the you know most of us guys all have our smartphones right near us maybe sometimes that's not even so good maybe that's impacting our fertility as well but we have the the phone ready when we're in the uh, or we're in the doctor's office or at our reproductive specialist with our wives or our partners, obviously uh, we could easily pull this out and just be looking at some of these items and may actually call, spur more conversations with our physicians.
2: Yes. That's correct. Yes, that's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, as, as you know, Drs. Um, Gilmar and, and Grill came up with this idea, and it's it's brilliant in its simplicity for exactly why you say and that is, is immediate reinforcement. Even a therapist, if you see them once or twice a week, you know by the time you get them, that crisis is over. But this is immediate; that they can just, you know, as they're sitting in a doctor's office, or as they're waiting to give it to to go through IVF and have um, and have to give it a sample, they can quickly check out the stress-related strategies
1: that can help them. And it's, it's brilliant, really. Shit. And, and and it's got. It's got the humor aspect built into it, and we know that um, both men and women um, do appreciate humor as a way of of reducing stress. Um, And um, and it's interesting. We know that men um, do appreciate social support, but they want their doctor to initiate um, providing it. And if you're sitting there Aaron's doctor, office. It's probably not going to happen, but you can't pick up your phone. Uh-oh, I see what they're talking about here. These are three things I can do right now that would be helpful to me. Right. right.
2: Be right. You're
1: Absolutely
0: right. Well, on behalf of uh, millions of men that are, are going through this right now, I've, thank you very much for help putting this app together because I know it's going to be a helpful aid for those gentlemen. And again, gentlemen, you can download the Strong app From iTunes and Google Play, it's available for both Android and Apple. And uh, if you missed our podcast last week, you can always go back and look at past uh, presentations on our website at FocusOnFertility.net or even through the different podcast players. And ladies, don't forget to listen to that last podcast on the Fertile Calm app, an app specifically designed for you and helping on the coping benefits. Doctors, thank you so much for being part of this today, and again for all of your contribution and helping with this uh, important uh, app.
1: Dale, I want to I want to thank you uh, for having us on. This is really a pleasure to be able to talk about it. And I will tell you that, and and I had a great deal of fun putting this together um, because we both have a strong belief that uh, men do need uh, tools that they can use to help them. with the strength we need to go through this process. Yeah,
2: absolutely, and and, and Dale, for me too. I, I thank you, and I really appreciate your candor about your personal experience because it is men opening up about it that will normalize this and make yes. that make this feel. Yes, so it's really appreciated. Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you again. Have a wonderful day, and that will conclude today's episode of Focus on Fertility. If you've been trying to start your own family and haven't had success, you're not alone. Millions of people just like you are experiencing the same very personal and painful frustration. Infertility affects men and women equally. The Missouri Center for Reproductive Medicine, MCRM Fertility, can help. MCRM accepts most insurance and you don't need a referral. They offer the most advanced science and technology, including exclusive techniques and the embryoscope. Check them out at MCRMfertility.com. And we'd like to thank Dr. Takefman and Dr. Petock once again for joining us today on this edition of Focus on Fertility. And I hope the information that you learned today about, especially if you're the men listening or even the women who hopefully will get their men now and partners to listen to this episode on how you know infertility does impact the mental health of the male partner and the males that are going through infertility as well. And Sometimes it's just simply difficult to talk about, and now you've got somebody you can talk with right there in your hands, um, in your palm of your hand with your smartphone, and you don't have to feel uh, embarrassed that you're talking about it. It's there to help you and hopefully guide you further along in your fertility journey as well. Just as a reminder, you can learn more about this app by visiting them on the website at Fertistrong.com. The link is in the show notes as well as how you can download it for your smartphone device. And for all episodes previously heard, you can visit us at www.focusonfertility.com dot net including last week's episode on the Fertile Calm app that we were able to host as well. And if you have any questions or would like to learn more about any of the topics that we're discussing or specifically would like to request a topic to be covered, you can simply email me at questions at focusonfertility net. And remember you can always listen to this podcast weekly by following us on iTunes, Google Play, Podcast One iHeartRadio Radio, and the TuneIn Radio Network. Until next week, best of you on your fertility journey, and we'll talk soon.